And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT here. I have Raider legends all around me. The great Bob Golick, the great Bill Romanowski, Rich Gannon's coming, Fred Bolitnikoff today, Ronnie Lott. The greatness of the Raiders is in its future, and the future looks bright on Raider Nation Radio. Welcome in, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well. we got a big show lined up today, and we have great guests as everybody's been coming through for us here, and we got another big show going on the flagship of the Silver and Black. I've already talked to Ronnie Lott. Anthony Munoz will have breakdowns of their game coming up here and then so much more to get to. So everybody kind of buckle in. As we've been saying, make sure that we're set and ready to go with your phone calls predicting the game. We got three more days left here at Radio Row and we want to hear from you on your prediction for the game. So jump on in, tell us who you want, who do you think is going to win the game. From a gambling perspective, we are based out of Vegas, even though we're in L.A., we want to know from you who you think is going to win and how you're betting the game. Really important as we take that next step in gambling on both shows that I do with a perspective from the Sharps, but more importantly, the fans. And you fans know how to bet. You know how to make money. You continue to make money. And now I'm forcing you to share your information with us. Tell us what you're winning and what bet you love here. A lot happening today. Everybody, the big topic on Radio Row is still about the inequities of the hiring practices of the NFL. Every player that is here wants to talk about it. Every guest, every coach, every Hall of Famer wants to talk about it, and I'm going to let them talk about it. So the Raiders took care of business, signing Josh McDaniels. The rest of the league, Dennis Allen yesterday, and the hirings that we're going to see after the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, Dennis Allen and New Orleans, and a lot of these other moves. I think the Raiders, from all the insiders I'm talking to, I had a great conversation with Tom Curran, who's one of the best insiders, period, in Boston for about a half hour this morning on my set, off the air, about Josh McDaniels. He's friends with him. He's been covering him his entire career, and he had a lot of good things to say about the structure he's going to put in with this offense and especially what he's going to do with Hunter Renfro. The Hunter Renfro connection here is a big, big story for the Raiders because Josh McDaniels has had so much success, so much success over the years with slot receivers. I call him the godfather of the slot receiver, and that's going to be a really important part of this offense going to the next level because this offense needs to go to the next level. They have to be more productive in the red zone. They have to be more efficient, and they have to make sure they take opportunities to score in these tight games instead of coming from behind and Daniel Carlson and Derek Carr having to perform a miracle in the final two minutes of a game. The foundation is now set going forward to see this offense explode. And now with the loss of Gus Bradley with a new defensive coordinator, what will be the scheme going forward? Will it be a 3-4? Will it be a 4-3? It's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens here. So we're going to get into all the schemes. All of our guests who want to come on love Raider football, and they want to get into the concepts of the new GM, the new head coach, and what they're going to do going forward. So, look, this has been a rough ride for a lot of fans here over the last couple of months, and there's been some problems off the field. 
from Nate Hobbs to what we saw with the tragedy of Henry Ruggs III that killed Tina Tintor, all the issues that we've seen need to be cleaned up, period. Need to be cleaned up, and I don't blame the coach or the GM for the behavior of players after dark and anything that could happen after dark. But going forward, the Raiders need to be on their best behavior. Vegas has been in the news the last couple of days, obviously, for what happened with Alvin Kamara after the Pro Bowl. And that's a big storyline today, which I'm kind of not concentrating on this, but when we get closer to what's going to happen with his legal woes, we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Rich Gannon, former Raider MVP, one of the great quarterbacks, is kind enough to join us. Nation Radio 920 AM coming off his show on Sirius XM as I have all these Raider legends around the table now as we're right next to the Raider set and we open up the show. If you want to call in, it's 702-365-9200. Man, I've been grinding today talking to a lot of people for both shows and we have several live guests who are going to join us. Fred Bolitnikoff at 130. Lee Steinberg, the super agent at 115. Sean Alexander, former NFL MVP at 2005. And then we're going to wrap up the show and go a little bit longer past 2 o'clock. Q's going to give us that opportunity as we're going to talk to Warren Moon. So that's what we have lined up as we open up the show. You want to get in, check out our photos and what we're doing here in Vegas last night. Excuse me, in L.A. Last night was a really quiet night. And now the parties start to kick up and Radio Row is a little bit vibrant today where it was a little bit quiet here over the last couple of days. So people are starting to get in here, and we're going to do Rich Gannon, and we're going to do Bill Romanowski back-to-back as one of them's walking out of the green room and the other one is talking to the other individual here. I'm going to call this Raiders Radio Row going forward. Uh, Rich Gannon, kind enough to join us as he just gets off the air on Sirius XM on NFL Radio. Uh, Julie Romanowski's here. Bill Romanowski's kind enough to come on in a second, and we welcome in Rich Gannon. It's kind of like Raider legend row over here. I'll tell you what, man. This is about as good as it gets. (laughs) It is. There's some legends here now. No doubt about it. We're thrilled you're here. This guy was a game wrecker. Bob Golick's one of the best. A game wrecker. Tough as they come. Absolutely. We're going to have him on. He still looks great. Look at him. He's standing much taller now. How are you, Rich? I am doing so good, buddy. It's always good to be on with you. And, of course, uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for Raider Nation. I really am. I know Josh really well. And uh, I just think he's a terrific football coach. I've, I've covered a lot of his games in New England. I did some, some of his games in Denver. I think he's really learned from that experience. I think he's great with the quarterbacks. I think he and Derek are just going to hit it off. And I just think he's really going to do a great job just building on what's already there in Las Vegas. There's been a lot going on, as you know, and you cover it year in and year out. We talked about the highs and lows, but the highs of the team last year with all the duress off the field was the fact that they won 10 games. Rich Passaccia interviewed for the job. Mark Davis went in a different direction. So with a new GM and a head coach tied together from New England, what can the Raider Nation benefit from? Well, I think that's important. I think when you're trying to – continue to build and establish a culture and environment that's conducive to competing for championships. I think the, the general manager and the head coach have to be on the same page. I, I think, JT, I think it's amazing what the Raiders were able to accomplish this year. I mean, you, when you when you lose your head coach, I mean, I think there's only four teams in NFL history that replaced a coach during the season and still found a way to make the postseason. I think that speaks volumes about the toughness and the grit of this football team. I think you have to go on the road in week 17 and, and, and take down the Colts, a team that was 
poised to make the postseason. And that was a big win. And, of course, to beat the Chargers the way they did to finish off the regular season. I, I just I think there's a lot to build on there. Uh, I just think that um, I don't. it's not like you're coming in and having to start over. I mean, there's a good young nucleus of talent there. You've got the quarterback. You've got the facilities. I, I think that the, I'm really excited for 2022. When I look at the defense, and we'll get to that in a second, the offense, what is the evaluation process going to be for this GM and this head coach to evaluate Derek Carr? It's a tough question because he's got one more year on this contract. It's a giant elephant in the room, but everybody seems to be on the same page that he'll be back. I would think so. I mean, you know, it's amazing. You know, we, we talk to Colts fans. You talk to Viking fans. Like, oh, Carson Wentz, he may not be the guy. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, can he win? I mean, like, at the end of the day, not everybody has a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Not everybody has an Aaron Rodgers. But Derek Carr's a good player. Very good. And I think he's been through a lot. And I think when you really look under the hood and you say, well, they've had some changes with the offensive line. You lost Henry Ruggs. You lost your coach and play caller. You know, you didn't have Darren Waller for five weeks. You go, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> this guy. This guy played at a high level and put his team in the position to have a chance to win each week. I think Josh is excited about the potential. Derek's in great shape. He doesn't miss starts. He's a tough guy, very smart. He'll pick up this system rather quickly. He's all in. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, some, some, sometimes fans are like, it's just never good enough. Like, yeah. what, like you know what I mean? Everybody wants, like, the, you know, if you're driving a nice car, they, they want the they want the, they want the, the Ferrari. Course. They want right. the, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Derek's, I just think he's a good player. And I think you you got to surround him and give him an opportunity to be the best player he can be. Wrapping it up with Rich Gannon. On the defensive side, it was an improved defense when it came to getting off the field, Rich. But the problem is you played with great Raider defenders. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Max Crosby had a great year. Yannick Ngakwe played well. Trevon Merrig on the back did a really nice job. But now I believe that the Raiders have to catch the ball on defense, turn the ball over, and give Derek a shorter field. This has been a problem not just this year. I mean, going back to la- and going yeah. back to last year with Gunther and the whole nine years. I mean, the great defenses not, not only can keep the scoring down, but they can dramatically change field position. They can take the ball away, create negative plays. It's not just the sacks, but the strip fumbles and those type of things. So I think they're they're getting there. By the way, Matt Max Crosby, I'm a great. Honestly, when you like, I look at Aaron Donald. Uh, he's got that motor. I mean, this guy doesn't take plays off. He's nonstop energy. He makes players around him better. I just think I, I think you got to continue to find those type of players. Football is important to Max Crosby. Last question: How does a Bengals team go from two wins to four wins to the Super Bowl through the Raiders, Nashville, and down big at Kansas City? It's easy to just to point to Joe Burrow. He's a special player. I mean, he's got you know great toughness. He's been sacked 51 times, more than any quarterback in football, and yet he completed 70% of his passes. I don't want to say he's unflappable, JT, but this guy has got some. He's got some poise to him. But I, I still think that uh, I, I really believe that they're they're a better football team. They've improved a lot defensively. Can you do something because you're a broad – Romo, come here for a second. This is a broadcast by the way, professional. One, uh, by the way, this guy right here, one of my best teammates, one of the toughest teammates, one of the, the best prepared players. I, I hated – I didn't like this guy when I was in Kansas City. And even in even in, in my first year in Oakland, he about knocked me out of a game. I, had, I couldn't walk for like two weeks. But he hit me one time, and he knocked me on the ground. I looked up. He goes, ooh, that was a good one right in my face. Right in your face. But i tell you what, when he came over to the dark side, there was no one better. He was so good with the young players. He taught me. I said to him one time, real quick, I know we're up against a break. Yeah. I said to him one time, I said, hey, Bill, I want to feel good. on. I want to, I'm all worked about feeling good on Sundays. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, 
I'm trying to get you to feel good on Monday and Tuesday. Why would you wait till Sunday to feel good? This guy helped me a lot. Now, yes. Now you're going to take the headset as a pro, hand it to him, and Rich, thanks Landly for doing so. this. so. This guy is the best. You're the best for Thank doing you, this. Thank you, Thank you for making time. Romo, there you go. We'll put that headset on you. Look at how I'm doing this and turning this down. Now that is a transition from one of my favorite offensive players of all time to one of my favorite defensive players. Thanks for doing this, Romo. You how got are it. you? Oh, great. Pretty cool what he said about you. You know, you know what? Um, you know, that's – when I got to Oakland, I knew I was only as good as the rest of the team, and Rich was a big part of that. If I could help him feel good every day, and that's where I brought therapists in, Mark Lindsay, Keith Pine. I had massage. I had a, my own therapy room, you know, and Bruce Allen pretty much set it up, and it was outstanding. We had IVs, we had chiropractic, we had massage, and it was like a wellness center within, you know, the Raiders facility. You played with the greatest quarterbacks of all time in yes. San Francisco, John Elway. Rich Ganning comes in, yeah. not as a journeyman, but he was a backup for a long period of his career. Then he jumps in, he becomes an MVP, yeah. leads the team to the Super Bowl. Were you skeptical in the beginning of Rich Gannon, how far oh, he no, could take you? No, I, I played against him and his career really took off with John and you know and at the Raiders because that showed what he was capable of but you know under Marty Schottenheimer and before that he was uh at the Vikings you know he didn't have the right system that could utilize his talents and um, he was nobody prepared like Rich. He was intense, and I, I think the thing with him is it pissed him off when other guys didn't prepare like he did. Sounded like you, too. I mean, you, you, know, were, you were the ultimate guy being ready, film, study, practice. Oh, yeah. When you saw, and that was a good team, and you played on great teams. When you saw guys who weren't as prepared or putting it in, did you pull him aside? Did you point him out at practice? Did you take him out to dinner? How did you get in their head to make him a better player? You know, there were a couple that it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, okay. and I'm, you I'm not going to say. Oh, I, I was hoping I'm not you'd give gonna, us one. I'm not going to say their names, but it was a work in progress, and um, you know, and we were able to do that in different ways. And when I started helping them out with therapy and stuff like that, all of a sudden they came around that way versus, you know, me getting in somebody's face. Hey, that might get a guy for a little bit, but to really make change with a couple of the guys, it took trust. And they needed to know that I cared about them and then I wanted them to be better every day and especially on sunday bill romanowski is our guest right after rich gannon so the raiders make a move they hire patrick graham as their new defensive coordinator gus bradley goes to indianapolis you changed teams but you changed teams and went to legendary teams what is it like when you're max crosby and you're playing in a 4-3 and this guy could be in having in a 3-4 but he says we'll do both what is it like in your head when you know change is coming on defense well i had four different defensive systems in four years i left san francisco one set of defenses 
I went to the Eagles under Bud Carson. Wow. Then Emmett Thomas came in, and then I went to Denver. So over a four-year span, I had four completely different defensive systems, and but I was a player, and I loved it. And it, yeah, I took I took that as a challenge and a chance to learn, and I loved it in different ways because under Bud Carson, if we went into, he would know the first series how they were going to attack us, and. He would literally come, bring us to the sideline, and he would change the entire game plan on the sideline. And we were a veteran group, and we could handle that. You know, So things like that happened all the time. What was the best defense that freed you up where you played at your best? What style of defense really opened you up? Where I have to say, you know, in some way Denver, because, you know, I played middle – during nickel i played outside during base and you know i ran the defense and if i wasn't out on that field we did not get lined up properly and they knew i knew everybody's what everybody's job was on every single play and we would go in with 70 different calls in a particular game and we'd have a package of 15 to 20 different blitzes and then a lot of different coverages. So um, that was, you know, the kind of the ultimate for me. And I embraced it and I thrived there. But when I got to Oakland, I tell you what, under Chuck, Chuck was awesome. Yeah. Bresnahan. And I loved what he did. And I knew a lot of that was influenced by the big guy upstairs, Mr. Davis. What do you mean by that? Because there's a lot of myth, and now Mark's listening. He listens at times. Oh, yeah. What was it like in-game with Mr. Davis? You, you, know? you had so much respect for him. There's a phone over there. There's a coach. That oh. could, what was it like in-game playing for because, him? Because, you know, on Monday and Tuesday, if I saw him in the hallway, he was going to start peppering me with questions hey bill what happened on this play bill what hey we were we were in man-to-man on that and i saw you do this what was going on there that happened all the time with mr davis so that told me you know i i almost felt like okay he was the defensive coordinator chuck was just relaying in the call i love hearing that bill (laughs) romanowski i'd be remiss if i didn't ask Thursday night, hopefully we'll all be together, we're all going to be in this city. Cliff Branch, yes, he's not with us anymore, but it's a big moment. You know, he was Mark Davis's best friend, and he's waited too long. Everybody's got a good feeling about it. How important is it for Cliff Branch to get this vote and be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You know, sad that it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, are you kidding me? You know, one one of the best one of the best players at that position of all time. And, um, you know, if he was a quarterback, different story. But he wasn't. And, uh, sad, like I said, sad that it didn't happen sooner. And, you know, what it just says is, you know, the last time we had our little alumni deal with the Raiders, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm so damn impressed by Mark Davis and his growth as an owner, his confidence level, he he knows what he's doing. And everybody out there who's listening 
know this. The Raiders are in great hands from ownership down. And the choice he made, having a general manager and a head coach that came from the same organization, love that. And uh, I think this will be a, a great chapter in uh, you know Raider history here. However many years they make it, I hope it's special, and I hope there's a lot of, you know, these shiny rings oh, that, that are ring. a part of it. Your wife looks great. Let's get a plug-in for Nutrition 53 right now. It keeps you fit. Your yes. wife's fit. You got me on it. It got a lot of Raider Nation on it. Tell us about it and where we can you get it. You know what? Nutrition 53, I started the company thinking about three lifestyle things that I want people to focus on. Sleeping well being lean, and being sharp and focused. We have Lean One Sleep, we have Lean One Original Fat-Burning Meal Replacement, and we have Lean One Neuro, three rock star products. So if you want to sleep better. No, stop. I need to sleep better. What, what is this? <laughs> oh. I need to sleep better. Tell me about this. I, I, I'm, I, I've got one of the best sleep products on the market. I've had it for 12 years, JT. So you're not one of these guys who stays up till midnight and wakes up at 4 in the morning? Yeah. You get a great night's sleep? Every night. I'm going to – I Please. will rock your friggin' world when it comes to sleep. Are you kidding me? And it's the key to life. People don't realize there's actually a cleansing that happens in your brain when you get a good night's sleep. Your brain literally – it's like going to a car wash. The brain – gets cleansed when it goes into REM sleep and that's why when you get a good night's sleep when you wake up and you're like oh my god I feel good well that's I worked with the top doctors and scientists you know and these are sleep experts that help me formulate this so sleep thinking better with lean one neuro Lean One Sleep, and then Lean One Fat-Burning Meal Replacement. All at the website. All at nutrition53.com. That Gannon and you segment, I'm going to send you back-to-back <laughs> -back with a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for awesome. doing this, Romo. I'll okay, see you tomorrow. You, you got it. Appreciate it very okay. much. And thanks to your beautiful wife. That was cool. To do that back-to-back -back with Rich Gannon and Bill Romanowski, brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. We kick off our coverage. Coming up next, Steve Mariucci is going to join us. He is one of the guest speakers at the John Madden Memorial Monday night in Oakland at the Coliseum. Do you see who's coming to speak at this thing? Mariucci will be there, and he's one of the lead speakers because of his relationship with John Madden. That was a lot of fun. I've been doing this a long time. That was cool. That was the first headset transition I've ever seen that wasn't a complete nightmare. Thanks to the guys for kicking it off. We're having so much fun in L.A. I've been focused on game prep and you know, trying to eliminate as many distractions as I can. You know, the Super Bowl in L.A., you know, everyone has all of these distractions. You're going to get pulled in a lot of different directions. And I think, you know, the team that handles those distractions the best is going to end up winning the game. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT, back with you. We are brought to you by Doghouse Saloon Inside Resorts World. Scott Sabella's vision 
of what a great sports bar should be with entertainment, music, and the sports book is right inside Doghouse Saloon. The newest property on the Strip, there's not a bad seat inside Doghouse to watch the game. The sports book is fantastic, and I love everything about Resorts World. They're our proud partner, and they're bringing us our coverage from the Los Angeles Convention Center, live from Radio Row. We just had on Rich Gannon and Bill Rodmanowski back-to-back. Cool that we're able to pull that off. Charles Woodson's going to join us either tonight or tomorrow. I'll have that conversation. Fred Bolitnikoff live at 1.30. He's the Super Bowl Eleven MVP, and more and more guests coming up. I wanted to talk to this gentleman, great coach Steve Mariucci was, also a great human being, a great friend to John Madden, and he's kind enough to join us over the phone here from Radio Row. Coach, first off, thanks so much for doing this. It looks like you're having a lot of fun on that new NFL network set across from SoFi Stadium. How are you? Oh, my God. I mean, the stadium is incredible, first off. I mean, it's just ridiculous, all right? And then our new studio right next door is like top shelf we're having a ball we're going to be jt eight and a half hours uh pregame show for the super bowl all right and we're going to be outside on that on that turfed area for a while it uh we're just having a blast it could couldn't be better what do you think of the whole vision of sofi and the footprint with nfl network and how they're developing inglewood you're spending a lot of time there now from your days in the bay area Back in Michigan and around the country and all the traveling you've done, did you ever think you'd see a football complex like that? You know, it is a complex because it, it, it stands crunky by 300 acres, and it's, and it's a $5 billion stadium, and it's the big NFL Network studio. But then there's a lake. We have a lake, JT, and waterfalls <laughs> like Niagara Falls over there. And then there's, uh, there's housing developments. There'll be retail. There, I mean, Inglewood is really something else. going to have three – professional sports teams uh right there in Inglewood, california so it's quite a it's quite a complex put it on your bucket list if you haven't been there uh people that are listening because it's spectacular coach we might have one up on you we have casinos across the street from allegiant stadium you could go play blackjack have a five-star meal and walk over the bridge to a raider game how about what mark how about what mark davis has done coming i'm coming i know it i haven't been in there yet and uh, I, I can't wait. That, that looks like something else, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Coach, just a bit of a Super Bowl preview for you on what you've seen Joe Burrow do and the adjustments they've made on that offensive line over the last couple of weeks since he was sacked nine times in Nashville when they knocked out the number one seed. What are they doing right on offense protecting Burrow so he can make more plays? Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes... I, most of the time I marvel at what this kid can do um, because he's mature beyond his years. And just his second year, of course, he blew his knee out in his rookie year. Uh, but you'd never know it the way he runs around. But he's got weapons, and we all know that with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. At running. He's, got, he's got weapons galore, but the bugaboo has been his offensive line. They've, they've had some injuries. Riley Reef at right tackle has gone, and Isaiah Prince has taken his they, – they've – played 11 different offensive linemen and that's not what you, you want to hear when you're the quarterback right and they're you know, alternating uh Hakeem Adinajay and Jackson Carmen at guard and they're trying to find the right combination to protect their franchise quarterback and oh guess what they're playing against the Rams front and this is like the second coming of the fearsome foursome and uh the Rams uh go ahead and 
helped themselves with go, signing Vaughn Miller during the season, and along with, of course, the great Aaron Donald and and uh, Leonard Floyd, and it, they uh-huh. just got a bunch. So that's going to be the, the storyline in this game. How well can this offensive line protect Joe Burrow? Because he's terrific if he has time. He has a lot of weapons to throw to. Steve Mariucci, NFL Network, as we wrap it up. Coach, with Aaron Donald, can you compare him to another player that you coached or coached against? I look back at Lawrence Taylor as the greatest defensive player, arguably, of all time. Where do you put him on the list of the greats? We had Ronnie Lott on earlier tonight. He's on a short list of one of the all-time great players to ever play defense. He is, but I'm going to mention a guy that I was around in Green Bay. His name was Reggie White. Have you ever heard of that guy? I think I heard of him, Coach. He was like, I mean, we had to stop practice sometimes. It's like, Reg, Reg, could you just go easy? We have to run these plays, okay? And he he couldn't block the guy. And and, uh, not only was he a great football player, he was a great human being and loved his family and and Sarah and everything. And uh, Yeah, but uh, Aaron Donald is certainly uh, one of those guys, uh, you know, we always had to contend with a guy named Warren Sapp that played similar position. And, of course, Lawrence Taylor was back in the day, and he was – he was hard because he was the linebacker, and he moved him all over the place, and, and you just never wanted to have a back try to pass protect that guy because he'd crush you. And so uh, put, put Aaron Donald in that category. He's got some more years to play, but he's certainly a factor. And then when you put that guy with Vaughn Miller on the same side, good luck. You can't double everybody on that front. And uh, so it, it'll, it'll be interesting if they can keep him away from Joe Burrow. Coach, with the remaining few minutes we have, I want to talk about your good friend John Madden. The day after the Super Bowl, you'll be speaking at his public memorial. The impact that he had on you as a friend, as a mentor, his impact on Canton, Ohio, and the Hall of Fame. What are you thinking about as you got to kind of wrap up your mind around the Super Bowl and then concentrate on one of your great friends? Yeah, they're, they're, I'm just thrilled and honored to be asked to speak, you know, and, and uh, we only – for five minutes there's several of us that are going to say some things and how do you how do you explain your relationship or talk about john madden in five minutes you could you could take five weeks and so there's nobody else like him we all know that he's been so good at so many things not only a great hall of fame coach but a great emmy award-winning broadcaster for so long and a great businessman and a great father and and husband and grandfather and friend, everything he did was was exceptional. And so uh, it's, it just seems fitting that uh, we say goodbye publicly uh, on Monday night, during Monday night football. I think it was 13-1 and one on yeah. Monday night football, right? Um, and, and so uh, very fitting, and, and uh, I, I hope a lot of people show up, show up. I know they will because he meant so much to so many. Art Shell, Leslie Visser, Matt Millen, Ron Rivera, Andy Reid, the family, Virginia. Al Michaels, the, Peyton yeah. Manning, Brett Favre. I mean, um, most of us will be there in person. And uh, so I, I, and they are going to uh, raise some money, too, for uh, something with John Madden Charities. But uh, and, 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 uh, we're going to all pay our respects in the right way, and we're going we're gonna to remember him with a smile. Coach, I know everything. Plug. I know everything you do, so we'll do that on the way out. We'll be watching all the NFL Network coverage leading up to and after the Super Bowl. Thanks so much for your friendship and joining me from Radio Row. I really appreciate it. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep her going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. 
Thank you, Coach. There he is, Steve Mariucci. Nice that we can get him. He has such an he has such a great relationship with the Madden family, from his bocce ball tournament with Coach Madden, to just the time they spent behind the scenes talking football. I want to make sure because we have a big streaming audience listening in the Bay Area. Raider fans, you have a flagship station finally. It's based out of Las Vegas, but we concentrate heavily on the Bay Area with content here, as you know. Uh, This event on Monday is a massive event, and I think this is the type of event you really want to get into. Find a way to get there. Find a way to be a part of this. Pay a tribute. The Madden family is going to be there. They'll be excited to see you. And then in general, I think there'll be a great turnout overall from everybody. And it's going to be very important going forward. It's the type of place, it's the type of event that you want to show up at and have a good time and really be good at because it's going to, it's going to change a lot of people along the way. A lot of people are going to look at it and say that's how the Raiders treat their family and their family should be treated with that type of respect. 702-365-9200 if you'd like to get through. Fred Bolitnikoff confirmed for 130. Q's going to let me go here about another 20 minutes or 10 minutes after the show. Warren Moon's coming on right after we're done. And then we're going to talk to Lee Steinberg, who still throws what I think is the best overall pound-for-pound party here at the Super Bowl. The Steinberg party is fantastic, and that's going to be coming up and a lot of fun to talk to him about. Bobby said the phones have been quiet all day today at the station. I said, well, Bobby, that doesn't happen on our show. So plug the phones back in. Let's get some Raider fans to get on the phone and get excited. Your focus is Cliff Branch. I made it real simple here at the Super Bowl. Either tell me how you're betting on the game, who's going to win the game, how it's going to play out, or call in on Cliff. We are counting down to Cliff Branch Thursday night at NFL Honors. And once Cliff gets in at this time, I think it will be probably one of the biggest Raider celebrations in the history of Canton. Because Cliff liked to party. And Cliff really cared about you, the Raider Nation. So we want to hear from everybody on that. 702-365-9200. As we're brought to you by Grimaldi's at the Super Bowl. I'm not having any pizza while I'm in Los Angeles because Grimaldi's back in Vegas is the best pizza I've ever had. They're a group that, that's playing the Super Bowl, so um, you got to respect that. You know, they got there for a reason. So um, we're going to just go out there, and, and I, I trust the players we got um, against the players they got, and we're going to go out there and do what we got to do to try to find a way um, to win the games. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT, back with you, back at Radio Row, brought to you by Modelo. Modelo, the fighting spirit the cerveza I brought with me. And I wanted to tell my buddy Steve Gomez and our partners at Modelo, uh, when I was in my backyard at 1 in the morning, I packed up the cooler for the drive at 4 in the morning to take it to our Airbnb where we have Q and Jared staying with us. And I had a cooler full of Modelos that we're going to crack here heading into the weekend. Thanks to Modelo being our proud partner as we are here at the convention center in downtown Los Angeles. Quick story, last night, as soon as I got off the air, maybe 10 minutes before I got off the air, the Lakers lost to the Bucks. So I went outside to get an Uber. It's only about a 10-minute Uber to get back to where we're staying. And thousands of Laker jerseys. I'm talking thousands of Laker fans in and around this plaza here where we have the convention center and the Lakers 
are reeling, and the Clippers are reeling as we speak. And the Rams have an opportunity here to really grab some market share. I mean, no one's going to take market share away, away from the Laker fans. They're diehards. But this Rams team has an opportunity to really crush down on the Chargers because I thought the Chargers had a better chance with Justin Herbert coming into this season to maybe go as far as the Rams. And that's respect to Raider Nation. I thought the Raiders, the Chargers, Kansas City were all going to be fighting, especially the Raiders and the Chargers for the wild card. Raiders played great down the stretch to get the five seed. But the Rams here are the kings of L.A. when it comes to football here now, but there are more Raider fans still here. Let me repeat that again. We've seen a lot of Raider fans since we've been here. Raider Nation is still home here, and there are so many Raider fans who are on the streets of Los Angeles. It's absolutely incredible. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. We're taking phone calls on the Super Bowl, the outcome of the game, and Cliff Branch. We figured we'd keep it a little bit simple here so people can tell some Cliff stories and have the spirit of Cliff right here in the convention center. Roger Goodell had his annual Super Bowl week press conference just a little while ago, a series of questions about the hiring of minority candidates, as that was easy to predict. The initial statement in response to Brian Flores' lawsuit was that his allegations were without merit. Goodell sent a memo to all 32 teams a few days later saying that the league has not done enough to advance minority candidates. Earlier today, Goodell said the initial response had to do with the legal claims rather than the experiences that Flores and others are having throughout their career. So he really didn't back it up. He didn't, he didn't backstep that. What he did was he talked about it from a legal term. Goodell said, quote, racism or any form of discrimination is against our values and really something we will not tolerate and that the league has fallen short of where we want to be by a long shot on the hiring front. We want to see outcomes, Goodell said. We're going to step back and look at everything we're doing. He included the Rooney Rule among the things that the leagues have to reevaluate in the future. He said the league would look at both changes to the rule and the possibility of eliminating it uh, from the league if the rule's not creating enough opportunities that the league wants to see. That is really interesting. And again, I didn't hear the soundbite. I'll have it tonight and we'll have it for you tomorrow. He said the league would look at both changes to the rule and the possibility of eliminating it. So that shows that Roger Goodell is getting big-time pushback from a lot of minority candidates, a lot of fans. I don't think he's getting a lot of pushback from a lot of the owners. The owners are the problem here. And going forward, this is something that has to be fixed. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. Had a great time last night with my podcast partner, Tom Looney, which was fantastic last night. We Little Tokyo for dinner and had a really good time. L.A.'s going through a really tough patch right here in this downtown area because they're building everywhere. High rises, hotels, everywhere you can see. But Skid Row is getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. So they got a huge problem down here when it comes to mental illness, addiction. There's a lot of people running around these sports venues who are in big-time trouble. I mentioned it last night. I wanted to mention it again. As usually in San Francisco, when San Francisco had the Super Bowl, there was a way that they tried to move people around, wink, wink, if you know what I'm saying. And they didn't do that here in L.A. They let L.A. just be L.A., and we're seeing it every night here. And, you know, it's just a town here that's hosting a lot of big, big, big events coming up here. And the Super Bowl is the biggest of all the big events. 
So far, I think they're pulling it off here on Radio Row where we're all separated by a good 20 or 30 feet in between each other. But this is going to be a Radio Row that I remember. We had Stephen A. Smith on last night live, and we're going to try to play that for you tomorrow. Just got a text from Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson is going to at some point here confirm with us either tonight or tomorrow as he's in town here with his Woodson bourbon whiskey. And one other point for Raider fans here as we're putting this schedule together. I I was talking last night to a couple of friends about the Raiders' upcoming schedule. I want everybody to relax with the schedule going into next year. Talk to a friend who said, did you see the schedule? I said, yes, I talk about it on the radio all the time. He said, what do you think? And I said, no comment. I think they're going to have an opportunity to play really well. They have a big schedule coming up in front of them. Next year's schedule is going to be very unique because of the teams that they play in the division now I think are only getting better if it turns out that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Denver. If Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Denver, that schedule is going to be brutal in the AFC West. If he doesn't doesn't come into this division, I think the Raiders will be fine still sweeping Denver. But the opponents that they got, it's crazy. And I think as Josh McDaniels looks at the schedule, they haven't announced the dates. They just announced the opponents that the Raiders will be playing Uh, Raiders are going to have to come out of the gate really fast like they did last year. Last year's start was amazing. And the 2023 schedule next year is going to be fascinating to me as they figure out what's going to happen outside the division. To have an opportunity to play New England, which is going to be big considering the Josh McDaniels connection and the other teams that are lining up here, it's going to be one of the toughest tickets in town. And this ticket, quick update from my buddy Johnny Mack, 7,000 to get into the door, up from 6,500 yesterday. So if you're thinking of coming, Q and I talked about it last night. We got some game credentials for some of the staff here that everybody's excited about. If you want to come to the game late and you want to buy tickets to come in, expect to spend anywhere from 6,500 to $7,000. Those are for your upper tickets, and that's incredible to me. 702 365 9,200. Also, we'll be talking about our great partner, Michael E. Minden, as we get you ready for Valentine's Day. Dave in Oakland, thanks for calling in in the Biggity Biggity O. What's happening, Dave? Hello, can you hear me? I got you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Coach Davis. Uh, I just wanted to uh, chime in on Cliff Branch. You know, Thank I'm you. 56 years old. Uh, and, you know, that, that was my first memories of you know, uh, of the Raiders, okay, with Stabler, Stabler and a branch. No, even today, it'd be hard-pressed to find a receiver that put out more fear in cornerbacks than, than what Cliff did. Because, I mean, he was the reason why Bolitnikoff and Casper and all them other ones were always wide open. Because everybody went to branch. Because if you didn't, it, it was literally a touchdown. Okay, I mean, and so... Clear, I mean, maybe I, I said today, maybe Randy Moss might come to mind. I mean, you know, uh, there's someone that there was just that tremendous fear that, you know, uh-huh. he, you had to know where he was at all times. And so, Cliff, uh, I mean, this is way, way overdue, okay, as far as Cliff getting to the Hall of Fame. Way overdue. And I'm like everybody else, you know, shame on the National Football League for even, you know, waiting this long uh, to do it. And so uh, and that, that's, that's part of what makes me 
hold on to the rate of conspiracy theories that the NFL is doing yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, you have okay. the right to do that. For those who believe in a, a conspiracy theory with the Raiders, and I got to make sure I'm, I, I'm not going to be a guy that pushes that conspiracy theory, but for fans who call in, I understand that. Uh, I, it took a long time to come to grips when Cliff passed away that he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, and he would be in after, after he was dead, and we all knew that. We all knew Cliff was going to get into the Hall of Fame someday. It's an absolute joke that he's not in, but unfortunately... There wasn't a big enough push from inside that Hall of Fame voting room in the past, and I appreciate your call, and it's something that it stings a lot of Raider fans, but I'm looking at it as a real positive coming up tomorrow night. Thursday night's got to be a celebration of everything that he's done in his life for his family especially, his teammates, Mark Davis, all of his friends, and Cliff had a lot of friends, and Cliff did a lot of signings. He traveled all over the country signing autographs. He cared about other people. He was just fantastic. So I'm really excited for this, and I hope, I hope it all goes as planned because it's really important to Mark Davis. It's important to this organization. It's important to the new coach and the new GM coming in that they have such a positive moment to build on here in the offseason. And then I'm going to ask you all to start booking plane tickets to Cleveland because it's hard to get to Canton. You've got to go through Cleveland, maybe go see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, get a good hotel room in Canton. They're pretty cheap, and then get your groove on for Cliff and get your Cliff Branch shirts going, and we're going to have an opportunity to talk about that on Friday as we wrap up our week coverage. Coming up next at the top of the hour, Maurice Jones-Drew, former Raider running back, is going to join us. He's with NFL Network. Lee Steinberg at 115, the super agent. Look at who he's represented. Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Aikman, Steve Young. He has Patrick Mahomes now, and I'm sure he's going to tell us about some of his new clients. Fred Bolitnikoff. The Super Bowl Eleven MVP, Hall of Fame class of 1988. Then Sean Alexander, the 2005 NFL MVP at 145. And then we'll wrap up the show with the great Warren Moon. Warren Moon will join us right at 2 o'clock here. Pretty good first couple of days here on Radio Row. Thanks to all of our proud partners who are here. We're brought to you by Remy Martin. Remy Martin has so many brands that have launched and are going to have a relaunch on Super Bowl Sunday, the Botanist Gin Mule is now a great go-to. The Botanist Gin is an excellent choice during the game, so is having a designated driver. Remember, Remy Martin, team up responsibly, team up for excellence. All right, Bobby, let's get out of here and come back with MJD. i got a good story to tell him that I don't think he remembers. So we'll jump in with him. We'll get a breakdown more of the game, what's happening around the league, and see what he's doing next because he's got a pretty good broadcast career going. JT from Radio Row at the L.A. Convention Center, our coverage of Super Bowl 56, right here on Raider Nation Radio.